Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby show. There is panic in the Democratic Party. They are trying to figure out what to do after the absolutely damning special counsel Robert Hur report, more than 300 pages. And not only that President Biden willfully had classified documents, not only that, but of course, those lines about his mental acuity or lack thereof, those lines about him being a well-meaning elderly man with problems and with issues and someone who would come across as sympathetic to a jury that they would never convict somebody like that who clearly cannot remember even basic facts like when he was vice president or when his son died. Well, now they know that the floodgates are open. And listen, we've all known that. I mean, all of you who listen to the Rita Cosby show, we have been playing a lot of the clips over and over again. And it's obvious that he is mentally degrading before our eyes. But boy, when you see it in writing in a special counsel report, and remember, the person who appointed Robert Hurd to look into Joe Biden was Merrick Garland. That is the district. This is the, you know, Department of Justice. This is Biden's Department of Justice. So in other words, Biden's attorney general, head of the Department of Justice, appoints this guy and he comes back after spending two days with President Biden and says, the guy is like a duttering old fool. I mean, he lays it right out there for the whole world to see. And this is as President Biden and the White House are trying to put on this mirage like everything's fine. Well, guess what? The lid is blown off, and this is absolutely damning. And there is tremendous frustration and concern in the Democratic Party tonight. We're definitely going to be talking about that. Also, a big bust, thank goodness, this 15-year-old Venezuelan migrant is now behind bars They spend 24 hours put out like an all-points bulletin. The U.S. Marshals, thank you, thank you. Those guys are the greatest, and gals. And we're out there in Yonkers, New York, and got the guy. He's a repeat offender, definitely violent. And it just makes you wonder, God, if they had just done the same effort with those guys that were pounding the cops in Times Square about two weeks ago, imagine what would have happened then. Maybe they wouldn't be on the lam and having margaritas in Mexico right now. Thank you, Alvin Bragg, for that one. So we're going to get into justice and what's happening on the streets of New York and every city across this country, and how now violent gangs are basically taking over New York City. The different migrant groups, the Venezuelans are over here, and the other ones are over here. And in the middle are the poor tourists 
and also citizens of New York and every other state across this country. But these recent cases just show that if law enforcement really wants to crack down and really wants to hold the feet to the fire, well, guess what? They can do it. And I'm not saying law enforcement because our men and women in blue are definitely doing the best they can. It is coming from these soft on crime DAs who continue to give a pass to migrants and others over and over and over again. We're definitely going to be talking about that today on the Rita Cosby Show. First off, uh, many people calling for President Biden to literally step aside or be removed. And one of them is New York Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. We spoke with her earlier today on Cats and Cosby, the great show that John Katsimatidis and I host at 5 p.m. Eastern on WABC Radio. You can also hear it on WABCRadio.com. And boy, she came out swinging. She says that she has written a letter to Merrick Garland, the attorney general, saying that there should be the 25th Amendment invoked, that this president is not fit to be commander-in-chief. Listen to what she told us just a little bit ago. This is not about someone being old. I have friends in their 90s who are as sharp as a tack. They have mental acuity that's extremely high-functioning. High I think Joe Biden has had some incidents physically that have made him less able to do the job that he needs to do. And I, I argue the most demanding job and probably the most important job in the world and on this earth is president of the United States and commander of the largest force that we have. So I just, I really, this is really getting embarrassing, I think, for the, for the Democrats. And I think almost they let him go out and, and really embarrass himself last night and make the, you know, prove that this is not, uh, you know, that this is not a good thing. And I, I, it was sad when he went back to the podium and then took a shot at our ally Israel. And uh, made the mistake about LCC and uh, and uh, the Gaza border with Egypt and and the president of Mexico or the Mexico border. So I, I look, these are things that are very concerning that put our our allies uh, on at unrest and our enemies emboldened. This is not good. It's not a good look for us at all. And I think that he needs to be considered. I think Merrick Garland. This is exactly what the Twenty Fifth Amendment was made for, particularly Section Four. Uh, they need to assemble the cabinet and make a decision. And a majority of the cabinet can bring that decision to the House of Representatives and to the Speaker Pro Tem in the Senate to determine if we should remove the president. And by the way, think about it. This guy is, you know, an inch away from the nuclear codes. There are so many major security issues that are happening around the world. And he can, as you just heard from the congresswoman, keep the president of Egypt from the president of Mexico straight. That was just one of many, many gaffes this week. So he's on a roll on the gaffe machine, but it is because he just can't remember. And if he's there in front of the special counsel and he can't even remember the years that he was vice president, let alone the death of his son that he always talks about publicly all the time, that to me is really scary. And in fact, they said it wasn't a question of when his son died. They were even giving him the benefit of the doubt and said, give us a ballpark, you know, like what years about, about. And he couldn't even say about what years. I mean, that is really bad. This man is clearly not fit to be president. And so Claudia Tenney asked the question that we all ask after you listen and you read that Robert, her report, that special counsel report that is so damning, because what it says is 
that we would have gone forward with a trial against this guy, put him before a jury if he wasn't a duddering old fool. It's sort of the senility defense that no jury would really convict him because they'd feel sorry for this older man who is very, very forgetful. How is that fair? So when someone is sharp as a tack, then they go to trial. But if you're senile, you get a pass. That is really scary. And if they're too senile to go before a jury and go on a trial, well, they're not senile enough to be commander-in-chief? Does that make sense? Listen to what Claudia Tenney laid out to us. So if he, in fact, does not have the mental capacity to stand trial or to face a jury of his peers, then how is he actually competent to be the president of the United States to also be the commander-in-chief over our armed forces? This is curious to me because my son is a Marine. And I just see this as there's no middle ground. You can't take a position that he's not competent or able to be uh, viewed by a jury, but yet is competent to be president of the United States. It's a binary choice. And I think it was very uh, interesting the way that the special counsel made the case that he actually willfully, with intent, which is required by criminal law, violated the law, and yet they decided not to prosecute. And Ronnie Jackson, who is the former White House doctor, had this to say. He's now the congressman. And he said from a medical perspective, he knows what the answer is. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. And what he did today is like, you know, we had the special counsel come out and verify what all of us have known for so long now. But, you know, just different, completely different format. You know, someone that you know works in his own administration comes out and basically says that he's not cognitively fit to even, you know, sit for, a, you know, for a trial. So, you know, we're supposed to be OK with him being our president. But, you know, not only that, but, you know, this comes out today. And then what does he do? He calls a press conference. He gets on TV, he addresses the nation and he just validates and, re- and reiterates or, you know, reinforces uh, what was said in the report and what we've all known for so long now. So, yeah, this is a disaster, Sean. I mean, this is uh, this is a quickly it's been for a long time, but it's, it's becoming every day more and more of a serious national security issue. And I think it's time for the uh, for the president's cabinet to brush off the old 25th Amendment. Something's got to happen. Uh, yeah, I would say so, because this is a national security issue. And it is very, very serious. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Alan Yonkers. Al, um, I know we're talking about Biden, but I understand you know the fugitive. This is the guy who just got busted by the marshals there in Yonkers, the 15-year-old who opened fire twice in Times Square. Oh, no, no. I, no, I don't know him. I just... Uh... No, what what occurred is uh, last. You know, when I heard a good good evening, Rita. When I heard about the uh, situation with the migrant, uh, I think it was today, the early this morning. And I said to myself, I said, this guy's going to end up being in Yonkers. I just had a gut feeling. And sure enough, uh, I see later. I was home all day, you know, doing some work around my house, and I heard a lot of, uh, you know noise in the air, like helicopters and all. And I thought that was kind of peculiar. So sure enough, uh, I find out that they found this uh, this uh, fugitive uh, in a rundown area of Yonkers. 
So, uh, no, that's all. He he was caught in a, a bad area of the city. You know, the police force in Yonkers has a really big department, and it's great that they were able to apprehend him. And by the way, also work with the U.S. Marshals. Now, now Al, yes. um, because Yonkers, um, for folks listening, obviously Westchester, it's outside of New York City. What yes. I thought was interesting, it was in a house, right? It was in sort of a rundown yes. house, and his mother was living there, and it was like a multifamily house. Um, you know, it's really scary, Al, knowing that, you know, it's in your own community. Here's this That's guy. Right. He goes to Times Square. He, first of all, he, you know, tries to rob a, you know, shoplift in a store. It's a sporting goods store. Opens fire on the guard who's trying to stop him. And then when cops are chasing him, he opens fire. Times Square is packed. I mean, this guy has no, like, you know, to me, talk about brazen. Opening fire. Thank goodness. There was there was sadly this uh, shooter, this I'm sorry, this tourist from Brazil who was shot in the leg. But thank goodness nobody was killed. I mean, crowded Times Square. That is frightening. And to know he was in your city. That's pretty scary stuff. Al, your thoughts. Yeah. You know, he he was caught in a, you know, a crime infested area. It's it's probably the roughest area of the city, uh, the southwest. You know, every big city is going to have their crime infested areas. And the the area where this uh, ex convict was uh, the convict was caught, uh, this perp was in the worst area of the city, Saratoga Avenue. It's a rundown, drug infested. Yeah, area. I've heard of that. Back to, uh, by the way, I've definitely heard of that. And and separate than that, it got a lot worse with him in the neighborhood. Right. Uh, it was bad, but he brought it down even worse. But the good news is, Al, thank goodness uh, he is apprehended. And and you know what? I brought the example up, Al, that in this case. We saw Alvin Bragg because he was under such a microscope over what he did releasing these other guys, you know, that he was like, oh, this one, we're going to be all hands on deck. And you even saw it yourself with all the choppers and everything else. It just goes to show when you have law enforcement folks and and obviously our cops are always working hard. The U.S. Marshals did a great job in this case. Those guys are always great. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with the U.S. Marshals when they're kicking down doors and getting fugitives. Uh, they are superb. Um, and so you had them. You had the great Yonkers police. But you also had law enforcement. You had the judges and you had the D.A. finally saying, you know what? Maybe we're going to do something about this one and put out a picture, put out a name. They had a reward. So I haven't seen yet, but I wonder if there was a tip or not that led to it because it was like a $13,000 reward for this guy. And uh, thank goodness, I wish they would do the same for all those guys who ended up maybe on that bus to California and are maybe sipping margaritas in Mexico after beating the cops. But it just shows if you try hard, you can keep these guys off the streets and you can get them immediately. And I wish they had done the same with the thugs who beat up those cops. But I'm so glad they got this guy because, boy, he sounds violent. Al, thank you very much. We're going to continue your calls talking about this and, of course, blubbering Biden after the break here on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition 
online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it is life in the fast lane, but it's definitely the slow lane for Biden or the no-go lane. If you listen to the special counsel, Robert Hur's report, boy, was it scathing. What does it mean for the presidency? And what does it mean also, you think, for the election? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve in California. Uh, Steve, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I was watching this and it occurred to me that Biden cynically and calculatingly played the sympathy card. And the question, the questioner was in on the scam. For example, Trump and him shared the same situation. How are we going to indict Trump and yet get Biden off? What we're going to do is tug at America's heartstrings, bring up his son's murder or his son's death and give Biden a chance to say, how dare you hurt my feelings? Now, pardon me, God dang it. And that we would go along with it because they use sadomasochistic psychological techniques against the public. They have us in a masochistic mode right now. No, wait, but let me ask you, hang on, Steve. Hold on. Do you think that Biden was in on it too? Like he played the blathering old fool? The the only problem, you you know, it's interesting. If he wasn't running again... I would think that that might be the case, but I just think he's in such visible decline. And if you looked even at the press conference last night, he was defiant. He visibly was angry. I mean, he clearly didn't like being called. It's like, you know, it's like somebody who, you know, when you see your grandma is getting, you know, up there in age and it happens to everybody and they're getting a little, you know, senile or a little irritable or angry. He was like brutally angry last night at the reporters. So I don't think that's a setup. I don't think that's that part's a setup, Steve. The point I want to impress your listeners is this. Biden's not as uh, fuddy-duddy as he seems. He is a cynical, calculating, uh, deep stater bent on uh, going through with this and to do it, he has turned us into masochists. Well, I agree with you that there is definitely a cynical side to him, Steve. I mean, to me, there's no doubt that there is a calculating behavior because, you know, he even after the whole report, and it's pretty plain to see, all you have to do is look at his garage with his uh, beloved Corvette that Hunter used to hang out in. And you see the tattered boxes sitting right there. And he's like, what willful retention of documents? 
technically, they should have thrown the book at him. I mean, when you look at it, he shouldn't have had the documents as vice president. He shouldn't have had them as senator. It would have been a case closed. I actually think the opposite, Steve. I actually think he's worse than we see. And I think it was so blatantly bad that the special counsel couldn't hide it, that it was so dithering and so pathetic. And I think he's getting juiced up right before he goes out every time. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this is the Back the Blue segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, sponsored by GoyaCares.com. you got to check out GoyaCares.com. They do so much to combat human trafficking, which is such a huge issue. So check out GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a very powerful story coming from Baldwin, Louisiana, where recently a typical high school basketball game ended up being anything but typical after a referee suddenly had a medical emergency. Thankfully, Sergeant Daisha Hughes with the New Iberia Police Department happened to be at that very same game that night as her child plays for one of the teams. So Sergeant Hughes was a spectator that night when suddenly during the basketball game, all of a sudden, one of the referees just collapsed. At that moment, St. Mary Parish Sheriff's Canine Sergeant Ashley Wilson and her husband, who's also a lieutenant with the same department and were nearby, were called into action with Sergeant Hughes leading the effort. What unfolded was the three of them working to see if the man who collapsed had any vital signs. When they determined he did not have a pulse, they immediately started CPR and also then hurried up and called the ambulance. When the ambulance arrived on the scene, they took the referee to an area hospital. Fellow referee, get this, Sergeant Craig Lewis, also with the new Iberia Police Department, who happened to be there that night again as another referee, also joined the referee on the ambulance ride to make sure he was okay. Now, here's the best part of the story. Obviously, the man was so lucky there were so many members of the law enforcement either attending or nearby the game. The man survived and is said to be doing okay. He also sent a huge thank you note to all of the members of the New Iberia Police Department and St. Mary Parish Sheriff's Department for their incredible work literally saving his life and being there at the right place at the right time. What a great, great story. An important reminder of the incredible work our men and women in blue do, even when they're just watching a basketball game and just being a typical parent, but always jumping into action. Well, we are talking about the scathing special counsel's report about 
President Biden, saying he willfully kept classified documents, that he shared them with his ghostwriter that he was writing a book with. Uh, There are so many things that are just disastrous, but especially the line where it says he's essentially mentally ill-equipped to even stand trial. He's mentally unfit. He couldn't remember even basic facts, basic dates. And that is disastrous as the Democratic Party is trying to convince us that he's in full control and he's the man who can handle all these issues that are going on with Israel and Hamas, Russia, Ukraine, North Korea, China. Uh, this guy can't even run a hot dog stand or a bike stand. I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him like if somebody said, hey, Rita, uh, would you want him to deliver a pizza to you? I'd be afraid that it wouldn't be a pizza. I mean, that guy cannot remember whether it's Al-Sisi of Egypt or the president of Mexico. It was pathetic. And the list keeps coming. And here is David Axelrod. Remember, he is the right-hand guy to then-President Obama, diehard Democrat. But yet he says, ooh, after this one, the Democratic Party and Biden are in big-time trouble. I, I, when I saw the report, honestly, that was the hardest part to comprehend because anyone who knows Joe Biden and anyone who's watched Joe Biden knows just how impactful the loss of his son was to him. And so uh, and I thought that was very genuine and very powerful. Um, You know, it's the rest of the stuff that was a little worrisome. And, uh, you know, just uh, uh, responding to Kate, it is true. All of us make mistakes. at times and misstate things. And that is, we're we're human beings. The problem is this has become a real thing. Now, every time the president does that, it becomes a story. It becomes the thing and it goes viral on social media where he's getting pounded on this age issue, particularly among younger people. So uh, that that is a stubborn problem that is an obstacle to get, uh, uh, you know, in his campaign moving forward. Uh, Stubborn obstacle is one way to say it. Uh, What about uh, a Big Mac truck? I mean, that's a better way to describe it. And you know it's bad when hosts on CNN said, you know what, after the press conference, he did the angry man Gran Torino. You know, remember when Clint Eastwood was shouting and barking at the young kids, the neighbors, remember that whole movie? Well, that's how he sounded last night when he was screaming at reporters. And after that, even CNN had to admit things were not good. I don't think the president did himself any favors in that speech. Um, He undercut two of his biggest messages. The adults are back in charge by sort of being dismissive of, yes, he was exonerated. He's not going to be convicted or tried for this. But there's some really damning pieces of information in here. He had deliberations around Afghan war plans with him. He spoke to a biographer about classified documents who didn't have clearance. This showed a decent level of reckless mishandling of classified information. He said said in that that he did it. He said that he didn't. Um, So I think there was a dismissiveness to the seriousness of this. And then on the other hand, they were using this bizarre line to say he stepped away from an international crisis, the biggest attack on our ally Israel since the Holocaust, to go deal with a self-inflicted investigation by the Department of Justice. How is that supposed to inspire confidence? I, I don't know why he went back out. He already said most of this at, um, in Virginia today. But this is, this is becoming a five-alarm fire for the White House. Mexico? Mexico? Where did that come from? I mean... That's the only thing anyone's going to remember from this. Yeah, the old uh, confusing Al-Sisi, the president of Egypt, with 
Mexico. It was a doozy as he's trying to convince the world that, boy, he is so straight. He really is sharp as a tack. And then when reporters started asking him the questions, that's when you know things are bad, when they start saying, oh, it's the press, it's the press, it's the press. Biden has gotten the biggest free pass by this press. I mean, unbelievably free pass. They have gone so soft on him. They have known what we've all known. You can see him declining, but very few in the mainstream media have ever even considered talking about his visible mental degradation. And yet last night when they started asking him questions, the angry Joe Biden came out. Here's a little sample. That's that's Your memory has gotten worse, Mr. President. My memory is not gotten. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs> Ed, here's a little more. Mr. President, do voters have concerns about your age? How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. And then here is this exchange. This is... President Biden, and he's here with Peter Ducey, of course, the White House correspondent for Fox News. And here's a little fun back and forth. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's the... Yeah, I'm fine. Nothing to see here. No problems, guys. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Norm, line five. Uh, Norm, that uh, press conference was one for the record books. Yes, ma'am. Um, listen, I'm reading the uh, – I got my trusty Constitution of the United States of America here. I'm not Alan Dershowitz, okay, but uh, I'm reading Amendment 25. And if President Biden resigns, okay, the, if he goes down easy, okay – then Kamala becomes vice president, and uh, and that's the way that goes down. But if he remains obstinate the way he was yesterday, then the way I read it in Section 4, um, Kamala Harris and Congress and the president and, and the, the speaker uh, and the president pro tempore of the Senate – will have to become the executioner. Oops, we lost you there, Norm. Norm, go ahead, Norm. We lost you. Okay. No, basically, okay, uh, what I said was, if Biden goes willingly, okay, then then immediately, then what will happen is Kamala Harris becomes president. Right. However, if, if in Section 4, if Biden was the way he was last night. Like, I'm fine, damn it. And he's got to put it, and he puts it in writing, right? And no inability exists. He shall resume the powers and duties of the office unless the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive department or of such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit within four days to the president pro tempore. That would be Kamala Harris of the Senate. And, oh, no, that would be whoever the head of the Senate is, and the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Basically, the way I'm reading this, 
Kamala Harris is going to be the executioner. She's going to have to be the one to say that old Joe can't do the job. Although we heard her today. They're going to be the ones that are going to have to take him out. Now, did you hear? Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, Nord. Did you hear from her today? Because today she really, like, defended him. It was the first time uh, that she has really spoken out, and she seemed, you know, extremely passionate about her defense. And, in fact, let me play that. This is 27, and here's Kamala Harris, and I'll get you to react, Norm. So the way that the president's demeanor in that report was characterized could not be more wrong on the facts and clearly politically motivated, gratuitous. And so I will say that when it comes to the role and responsibility of a prosecutor in a situation like that, we should expect that there would be a higher level of integrity than what we saw. And here's a little more from her. She was a little feisty today. I have been privileged and proud to serve as Vice President of the United States with Joe Biden as President of the United States. And what I saw of that report last night, I believe is, as a former prosecutor, um, the comments that were made by that prosecutor, gratuitous, inaccurate, and inappropriate. It's the most articulate I've heard her in a long time. Um, Norm, you're, why do you think she's kind of coming out swinging? Is she just trying to be like a company, uh, company man or woman? Or do you think she's saying that and maybe privately thinking, hmm, maybe that 25th Amendment isn't so bad after all? Your thoughts, Norm? My thoughts are um, it's going to be Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in November. Okay. Um, because Joe ain't giving up. Yeah, okay? he, yeah, this we saw that last this night. Is, is, <laughs> yeah, Joe ain't giving up, okay? This is a man, listen, I, I, I go to Delaware, all right? This is a guy, he loves power. This is a man that's going to hang on, okay, for his dear life, okay? And, uh, and she's not going to stab him. That, that's it. This is what we're going to go with, unless something radically changes, unless Joe has an epiphany like uh, I can't do this anymore. And we have an LBJ moment. OK, and that's why we have this. I think this 25th Amendment was because of LBJ in 67. Right. So I, I look, I think uh, unless unless you hear something different coming out of Kamala, we're going to have Kamala and Joe in November. I'm not so sure of that, but I but I hear what you're saying, Norm, and I appreciate it. And also reading the 25th Amendment to us, which is important. But I I'm not convinced that he's going to make it. I I really am not. I still hear uh, two words: Michelle Obama. Uh, I mean, it's looking more and more. And obviously, the idea of Kamala Harris is a frightening prospect. Uh, Michelle Obama has basically, she and her husband have basically been leading the charge, I think, anyway, all these years. But that is, I just see that as sort of a viable, more and more of an option for the Democrats, because you just hear panic right now after this. And the thought of letting that guy continue, and not just, you know, for the, the reason of articulation, I'm really talking about national security reasons. I mean, if he can't remember basic facts and basic moments in a two-day span with the special counsel. 
what is he like when he's leading, a, you know, a meeting with, you know, someone really pivotal, say it's the leader of China or, you know, he's meeting with Putin on a phone call or the leader of Iran. I mean, this is really scary stuff. And that's why I think for national security reasons, for the good of the country, he no longer should be president. I mean, it's abundantly clear just even looking at him. I'm not a doctor, but I can diagnose uh, senility <laughs> just by looking at him. I think anybody could. 1-800-848-9222. And we're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. a great line that just came out a little bit ago from Paul Begala. He is a former advisor to President Bill Clinton. And uh, I want to play the clip because, boy, is this a doozy. Take a listen. Well, how much Democratic bedwetting do you think there will be? <laughs> I, I bring up the term everyone laughs. It's a term that is used. It's a political term of art. And it's used in Democratic big D politics. Yeah, it's what true. people say about Democrats. I'm not saying anything that's offensive to Paul's you know, <laughs> delicate young, sense young, of delicate ears. So how much of that will there be? And if you are the White House, how do you assuage said bedwetting? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, I'm a Biden supporter. I, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and went to bed. Uh, this is this is terrible for Democrats. And anybody with a functioning brain knows that. Um, but here's what you do. Instead of calling a press conference and saying, I really am sharp, you attack the other guy. You know, the, the, Joe Biden gave the strategy in 2012. He was, I remember he was vice president. And he said, don't compare us to the almighty, compare us mm-hmm. to the alternative. So everything with Biden has to be not, I'm great, but the other guy's really damaging dangerous a threat you know the 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 this is an unlovely john's exactly right right this is going to be a really rough ugly unpleasant campaign yeah and it's about to get a lot uglier and that's a great analogy by paul Begala. slept like a baby wetting his bed every few hours over the her report and that from a staunch conservative diehard uh panicking in the white house uh let's go to stan line five stan your thoughts uh, I'm looking at the results of what the uh, prosecutor came up with, and what he came up with was nothing. Uh, he, that's not true. That is true. No, he, it's he, not, he Stan. Convict, he was not convicted of anything. He's not. He got he the senility defense. He Are you kidding me? This. He got the blubbering old man him. defense. No, he blamed him. With the, he, he did this. Uh, the last thing he said, which was a political, the last thing he said was because he thinks he's an old man, and we're just going to let it go. If he had something on him, go after him. He didn't. 
He used the senility routine. Now, if you got something on him, I'm for saying go after him and prosecute. Stan, 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 hang on. First of all, I have to correct you because you are absolutely incorrect. First off, in the report, he said he willfully kept documents. He had no right to keep the documents as a senator, which he took some of them when he was a senator. That was verified. He took some when he was vice president. That was verified. Some of them were top secret. That is like top of the top. And they were sitting there in the garage where Hunter hangs out with his Corvette and tattered boxes that look like people were rifling through them. And the only reason that this guy didn't go after him was because he felt sorry for him and thought a jury would feel sorry for him because he's like uh, sipping, uh, you know, food through a straw. Stan, you think that that's a good enough defense? That's the guy you want to be commander in chief? Go ahead, Stan. Stan, hang up. What a surprise. Stan had nothing to say after that one. Yes, Stan, that's your man, Stan, Mr. Commander-in-Chief. Right, the well-meaning elderly man who couldn't even stand trial. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.